This is a very special day because this is both our last live show of the year and, of course, our last interview with our friend Jamie Court. But, of course, we'll recommence next year. But for our last live interview, we've got a very special agenda. I want to welcome back our friend Jamie Court, C-O-U-R-T. He is the president of Consumer Watchdog. I'm a giant fan of Consumer Watchdog. I trust you know that. Check them out at ConsumerWatchdog.org, ConsumerWatchdog.org. They are awesome. Jamie Court and all his colleagues fighting for us and boy do we need it jamie happy new year to you thanks for coming back on the norman goldman show happy new year norm always so happy to be here well jamie you've been with us nearly since the beginning and this year especially has been a lot of doom and gloom in fact you could even say that there were prophets of doom and gloom back a couple of years ago when you know who managed to squeak his way in and this year has been very stressful for a lot of people and of course we had some good developments i don't want to do a real year and retrospective from a broad perspective because you're the president of Consumer Watchdog. So I got an email because I'm subscribed to the Consumer Watchdog email list. And Jamie, I saw the successes that Consumer Watchdog is celebrating this year. And California is leading the way, is it not? It is. It's it's really remarkable given how divided America is, what we've been able to get done this year. I mean, online privacy so that they have control of their information, patient safety protections, uh, wildfire victims uh, were protected this year, health insurance companies were restricted so they couldn't deny covered services, insurance policyholders here save billions because we have the toughest regulation in America. You know, and I, I think about it, I mean, a lot of this is California-specific, save one law we actually passed federally uh, for online accountability for the Silicon Valley. But I was thinking of this song, uh, Estimated Profit by the the Grateful Dead, uh, which goes, uh, I'm not going to sing to you because it would be horrible for your (laughs) ears. Well, I sing even worse. California, a it's P-R-O-P-H-E-T, right? We're not talking about Exxon and quarterly debentures and, and stuff. No. P-R-O-P-H-E-T, estimated, estimated profit, profit as in Jesus. Okay, All the deadheads out there will know it. But it, it's the, the line is, California, a prophet on the burning shore, like an angel standing in a shaft of light, rising up to the paradise, I know I'm going to shine. And California, you know, the golden state, Shined. I mean, we have the first of its kind law requiring doctors to disclose to patients when they're on probation for uh, sexual misconduct, drug abuse, other offenses. We have, for the first time, doctors in 2018 have to check a, a prescription drug database before prescribing narcotics uh, to deal with the opioid epidemic. We have literally the nation's toughest law on online privacy that says companies have to tell you what information they collect about you give you the right to say no, and they're legally accountable for data breaches. And, you know, these are pretty big changes. Uh, Those are, you know, changes that we couldn't get done in Washington. The reason we got it done in California, frankly, uh, in the case of online privacy, is because the threat of a ballot measure uh, that was uh, backed by a developer named um, Alistair McTaggart, who's an ally of ours and a friend, and he brought the signatures to, to get it on the ballot, and we're all prepared to fight for this thing in the Silicon Valley backed away because they know they'd gonna, they were going to lose. And it shows that direct democracy, the type of direct democracy that was given to Californians by Hiram Johnson, our governor in the 20s when the railroads ran the world out here at the turn of the century, uh, he came and gave direct democracy the tools of initiatives and recall and referendum to the people. And they don't have to actually 
go all the way through the process. You don't have to go all the way to the ballot. Sometimes it's just the threat of one or the other can, can change things. And the same thing when we're talking about the patient safety laws I just enumerated. The reason those got through was because of the Me Too movement, in part, and a courageous legislator named Senator Jerry Hill, who uh, was so courageous that he just lost the Business and Professions Committee chairmanship because he was a little too courageous standing up to the medical establishment in Sacramento. Didn't want to give him that position to do it again, unfortunately. That just happened last week. But he did it. And those are Democrats. Those are Democrats we're talking about. Those are Democrats. Those are Democrats running the state Senate. Uh, Tony Atkins, who's, who, who, who who reshuffled the deck, uh, you know, uh, now gave the insurance committee in our California Senate to a woman who uh, was backed by Chevron, uh, Susan Rubio, in the uh, primary, and uh, progressives lost her seat. She got the chair of the insurance committee. But the good news is we've got a ballot measure in California that's 31 years old next year, 30 years old this year, that's basically accounted, according to a new report uh, out from Consumer Federation of America this year, for $150 billion in savings for drivers alone. It's the toughest rate regulation in America. It's, it was called Insurance Reform Prop 103, and the legislature can't change it. you got to go back to the ballot box to change it, thanks to Californians, or you, you need to to, to further the purposes of the initiative. Otherwise, voters have to change it. And when the insurance companies have attacked us in the ballot box to try to change this law because it's saving consumers money and costing them money, they've lost every time because the public saw through it. So, you know, I, I hear this song in my head, Estimated Profit, uh, you know, that California really, you know, is it's like an angel standing in a shaft of life. It opens a, a lot of hope to the rest of America that what we've done here, uh, when the balance of power shifts back, uh, we, we can be done nationally. I mean, we, we, we also had a, our legal team, uh, led by Jerry Flanagan, finalize some really critical settlements. So the insurance companies in the state are no longer able to misrepresent the doctors in their network. They have to be forthcoming. They can't deny covered services that they've tried to deny. We've had some really big legal settlements. Um, so we have the law we have the rule of law, we have the initiative process, we have direct democracy, and we have a legislature that, even though the interest groups, you know, spend a lot of money to buy them, ultimately, I found the legislature stands up to the money when public opinion uh, threatens to do greater harm to them. And so we have public opinion. And for all the gloom and doom around the rest of America, you know, I got the Grateful Dead in my ears, and I got, I got these wonderful tools in California that uh, were given to us by uh, people wiser than me, you know, uh, a century ago. Well, Jamie, it's fascinating you're talking about the legislature here, because just a few years ago, the standing of the legislature in the public was abysmal. The public hated the legislature. There were Every summer there was a government shutdown because they couldn't agree on a budget. And now, because of the ballot initiative that you're talking about, the voters changed that. We had needed a two-thirds majority to pass a budget. The Republicans have a little more had a little more than a third. They shut everything down and shook every all the Democrats down for goodies, and the public finally got got wise to their game and said, okay, you can pass a budget by simple majority. Then the Democrats actually took big power, and now we have the Democrats basically very popular amongst the populace. The polling shows the legislature and the governor are very popular you don't see that very often also because of consumer watchdog and, and proposition 103 which was your organization 31 years ago in california now insure auto insurance rates are not an issue there's we've haven't had a car insurance rate crisis in three decades we have stable plentiful affordable car insurance and that's all because of proper 
government regulation done through the ballot box with consumer watchdog. Jamie, I mean, we really are leading the way here. And a lot of other states have the ballot initiative in one form or another, like half the states, and they've been using it. I mean, Arkansas, Arkansas, just by the ballot, raised the minimum wage. Nebraska just embraced Obamacare and expanded uh, uh, Medicaid under Obamacare in Nebraska and in Utah. So it seems that the ballot initiative really is a way for people to exercise their voice. It is, and so is the referendum, and so is the recall. Because uh, I'll tell you, you know, there was an unprecedented push by PG&E, this big utility out here in Edison, to take legal rights from fire victims this year so they couldn't sue the utilities for burning down their homes. And uh, Jerry Brown was behind it. Uh, he's he's got a lot of money from the utilities, but he's a big booster. And guess what? The legislature said, no way. We're not going to face potential recall. We're not going to face the voters getting in our face by taking those rights away. So they said no to the governor. And they said no to the governor when he wanted to put energy speculators back in charge of a regional speculative energy market because uh, he wanted to trust speculation again. And they said no. So, you know, the legislature, even though it doesn't face a daily, you know, threat of a ballot measure or recall or referendum, they're very sensitive to public opinion. And when the public makes its opinion known, uh, be careful uh, when you got a scorned uh, voter. Um, nationally, we did have a victory. Uh, and, you know, people, we've talked about this, Norm, but it's really remarkable. Even though it's a small change in the law, it has big consequences. There is this federal law that says that uh, Facebook, Google, any website is not responsible for third-party content, which means when the Russians create content and hack an election, Facebook can't be sued. That's why Facebook and these other companies haven't done a good job of policing their platform. They don't have liability. They just let everything go. It's the Wild West. While they're trying to rein it in, for the first time this year, we did create legal liability, the right to sue civilly against Facebook, Google, any platform, any online platform that knowingly aids and abets sex trafficking. It was because of this just outrageous case with a website called Backpage, and it chipped away at this federal shield that was put in in the beginning of the Internet in the early 90s, the, the Communications Decency Act that has protected these companies, whether it's sex trafficking, uh, drug trafficking, uh, you know, counterfeit drug trafficking, uh, electioneering, whatever it is, these companies have been protected. But we finally chipped away at it, got a bipartisan vote to protect the victims of online sex trafficking and their families and get them the right to sue companies that don't uh, police their platforms against it. And uh, President Trump, I got to say, signed that law, faced the family, signed the law, got a handshake from them. Uh, and, um, you know, so these some of these issues is what I'm saying, have greater power in the court of public opinion than, you know, the parties, than the Silicon Valley. It, it, it shows me that anything can really be done if you work together to raise up the voices of people who've been affected and that those people when they look like your your daughter or your family member you have to respond to these compelling human stories so i think there's a way a road ahead for all of us if progressives uh, learn a lesson that unfortunately conservatives have learned and stop talking to uh, themselves and start talking to everyone else through the humanity of the causes they represent and the people they represent. Because, you know, people who are being denied health coverage by their insurance companies when they've paid their premiums and are getting denied unreasonably, that resonates with 
every American, uh, almost every American, except for the insurance companies, I imagine. But uh, if you don't work for an insurance company, it resonates. These are the right. stories we have to tell going into 2020. This is the way we win America back with humanity. Jamie, I love it. it to me, it's I, I hear trans-political, which is we're cutting across all the party lines. We're leaving aside all of the old ways, and we're just talking to people on a story-by-story, human-to-human uh, basis where everybody understands that we all are pretty much the same, and we really don't need to divide ourselves the way we do. And, Jamie, I love your notes of optimism here, and I, I do agree. There have been significant victories in 2018, and I'm looking forward to more in 2019 and in fact consumer watchdog is a leader in those victories a lot of those victories in 2018 so jamie i've got to leave it there for time but happy new year to you thanks so much for being a part of the show all these years of course we'll bring back we'll be right back with you right when we get started in january again however until then Everybody should be visiting consumerwatchdog.org, consumerwatchdog.org, to check out the great work that they're doing on all of our behalves. And, Jamie, thank you so very, very much. And please thank all of your great colleagues. Many of them are friends. Uh, so thank you again for all that you've done, and have a great new year. We'll talk to you in the new year. Thank you, Norman. Let me leave you with the, the last line of Estimated Profit by the Grateful Dead. My time coming any day. Don't worry about me, no. Don't worry about me, no. I'm in no hurry. Don't worry about me, no. we got a lot of people that love the Grateful Dead, so there you go. Jamie, thanks. A great way to end, end this year's last interview. Jamie, we'll talk to you next year. Thank you, Nora. Talk to you soon.